Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 237 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest-running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. Sitting alongside next to me is my real-life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, man? You know, another beautiful day out here in Tracy, California, ready to talk figures. We've got some toy spotting. We've got, actually, considering it's the week after San Diego Comic-Con, we actually have quite a bit of news. So just excited to talk toys, wrestling figures, you name it. Let's do it. I'm all here for that, man. What bang do you have going through you right now? It is Star Blast today, sir. Bah, no. Get away with that nonsense. Really? You're not a fan of the Star Blast? No, Star Blast and Sourheads are like my two least favorite. Well, see, Star Blast normally is not a go-to for me. But the last Costco trip that we, we had Instacarted, Shannon got that big bang pack. And it has, I think it's Cotton Candy, Peach Mango, Unicorn, and Star Blast. I want to say those are the four flavors in there. And you get six cans of each. And when she got it, I'm like, I'm not going to drink the Cotton Candy. That That's garbage. I hate it. I know you like it. I personally can't stand it. And the Unicorn is okay, but you get about halfway through the can and you're like, hmm, I don't know if I can do any more of this. Uh-huh. So I told her that right off the bat. She's like, I don't care what flavor it is. I drink it. So I'll go through those first and you can drink the other two. So that's why I'm doing Star Blast. We got a fridge full of bang right now. It's awesome. And it's been a lot of peach mango and Star Blast lately. So that's why it's Star Blast today. I hella want to try Radical Skedaddle. I can't find it out here, unfortunately. But that's one I do need to try. And what sucks also, our local Target just got rid of bang and replaced it with rain. What? Dude, no, no. Yes, I agree. General manager needs to know about this, dude. Awful decision because I've had <laughs> rain, I think, twice. And both times I got rain, I got a crash from it. Bang is one of the few that I can drink and not get a crash from. But dude, rain, oh my goodness. It was a good bump originally. And then like, I don't know, two hours, three hours later, it was a big time crash. I've never gotten that with Bang. So just say no to rain. You can say yes to rain if you like it, but... Like you, you get the crash from it. Uh, Yes, but I'm not the only person. I've actually heard that from a number of people. So just say no to rain, folks. I think Brian Breaker said that as well. I heard it from Breaker as well, yes. I have Candy Apple Crisp, so I'm ready to go. You can get any of our t-shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. Two new designs up over at whatamaneuver.net. One of Hogan in the National Fig Life Association, and then Scott and I in our normal uh, Super Smash Brothers pose, but it's not the Super Smash Brothers, the Tomb Brothers. It's inspired by the Super Smash Brothers. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram Fully Posable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on FullyPosablePodcast.com. Download that Podbean app if you are on the go. Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Player FM, Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. Scott, this week we have a one star. Oh, 
Really? We have a one star. Now, is this from the batch of one stars that we got a few weeks ago? Is this in with that bunch where people like just started coming out from underneath the bridge, being their troll-like selves and, yeah, <laughs> you guys suck. Is that, th- is that this group of people? You know, what's funny is when we started getting the one stars, I actually imagined that those people sounded like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> I need me gold. So it does fall within that time period. So, but they actually wrote a review that, didn't coincide with that batch because we kind of got hit with the normal, you know, one sentence, you know, troll like, you know, whatever. So this is kind of different. So this one comes in from our magic and it says the adrenaline series and then it cuts off, gave us a ugly one star, but thank you for the algorithm. Much appreciated. It says, I mean, it's there, but did you hear that this new company called Mattel is going to make an actual good product now? It's almost like age doesn't equal quality. Weird. Boy, this did not age well after we just boasted about Mattel last week during San Diego Comic-Con, right, Scott? I would say so, yeah. But is he taking a shot at our age? Because I'll own that. I'll definitely own that. I'm 46 years old, a lifetime, almost lifetime, wrestling figure and toy collector. So with that said, that experience in the toy game I think is the main reason that we have a successful podcast today. Well, I think it's more of that we focus so much on LJNs and Hasbros and a lot of the toys from the 80s. And that's what we grew up on. And we've always been upfront and honest about that. We've always been that podcast that has said, look, we have those nostalgic goggles on. We have those goggles of LJN and Hasbro because that is takes us back to happier times. But we've also thrown in the caveat that if we didn't grow up in that time, Mattel would be the best toy line. So this is almost like somebody only hearing what they want to hear. Well, it, it, you know, that's the whole thing about an opinion, right? Everybody's got one. So this guy decided, or this person decided to share theirs. I personally think it sucks because again, if you're going to leave us a one star, that's fine. But give us some constructive criticism. If your constructive criticism is you guys are old. I mean, really? that That's an insult? Okay, fine. I'll take it. Again, it just goes back to maybe that's the reason, in addition to our listeners hammering the toys that made us, that experience with those toy lines, growing up with them, loving them, collecting them. If that's a bad thing, then okay. Well, honestly, I think it's more of, I think that we do put a lot of emphasis on the history of the wrestling figure toy line. So I, this comes off to me as somebody only hearing what they want to hear. It's like when Celeste comes up to me and she goes, you never listen to me. And I always go, that's a weird way to start a conversation. It's like that, Scott. (laughs) Well, you know what too? I, I, I think we've already spent way too much time talking about this review. I would rather get onto something way more positive. All right. Let me read off another one. Comes in from Jim, Jimothy Fields. Says the best out there. Gave us sweet five stars. The best wrestling figure podcast there is. The best there was, best there ever will be. Two brothers who have fun talking about their collections and all of the new figures coming up. It's my first must-listen-to podcast each week. Thank you, man. That means a lot. Thanks for all you do. You guys are the best. Hashtag Fig Life, Jim. Thank you, Jim. That means a lot, man. Much appreciated. Like Scott and I want to do is we wanted to kind of put out there the fun of collecting, the fun of these toys that we had when we were kids, the fun 
just doing what we've done for 36 years now, 37 years, whatever it is, just having fun. And that's what we want to get across on this show. And last week during San Diego Comic-Con, we had a lot of fun doing it. And that's what Scott and I are going to continue to do is continue to have fun. And, and Jim, thank you for sending that in because we've got that in across to you. Yeah, thank you very much, Jim. And it's always cool when you can shine a light on the older lines, Jeff, kind of going back to that last review. It's always fun when you can shine a light on the older lines and the people that didn't grow up with those, if they're not aware of them, now you've kind of put them in the spotlight to where people want to gravitate towards them and go, what's that about? And at least do some research, check the figures out. And when you can get somebody into a line, say Remco, Galoob, whatever it might be, that is so rewarding. So, Jim, thank you very much for the kind words. Much appreciated, sir. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, why don't you hit up our buddies over at FOCO? Jeff. Yes. Do you want to prove you're the undisputed world heavyweight champion of WWE fandom? Of course you do. FOCO.com is here to help. With FOCO's WWE bobbleheads, you can visit Suplex City with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, let in the fiend Bray Wyatt, and break some glass with Stone Cold Steve Austin. FOCO's line of WWE bobbleheads includes all your favorite superstars and legends from then, now, and forever, including Becky Lynch, The Rock, Ric Flair, John Cena, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Ronda Rousey, Andre the Giant, and more. These bobbleheads from FOCO are handcrafted and hand-painted to depict the biggest names in sports entertainment, making them must-haves for fans and collectors alike. Don't miss out on these awesome collectibles. Head to FOCO.com now. That's FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com, where you go to check out. Put in code WFP10 and save yourself a sweet 10% off. Again, foco.com check out the new edge and triple h bobbleheads in addition to the undertaker and hogan bobbleheads that all just came out within the last month or two load them in your cart head to checkout put in code wfp10 save yourself 10 percent off scott so what i did this past week is i reached out to a few people in the podcast industry and i wanted these people to send over some audio now what I'm going to be doing is I'm kind of reaching out to these guys and I want them to tell a funny story. Scott and I have divulged so many stories of us collecting over 36 years, but what I wanted to do is I wanted to reach out to some people in the podcast industry, some of our podcast friends, and just have them send over a quick audio. All these audios are going to be a max two, two and a half minutes. So I reached out to Rucker from Boot to the Face. And Rucker sent over his audio. So I want you to hear this because it cracked me up and I know it's going to crack you guys up. So Rucker, thank you for doing this. Let's get into it. This is Chris Rucker from Boot to the Face podcast. You can find us on all your podcasting platforms, but the easiest way is to find us on Twitter at Boot to the Face with the number two. A funny fig hunting story I have. The year was like 2011. It was right after The Rocket came back to challenge John Cena kind of making fun of Cena for all his shirts and stuff like that. I wasn't into collecting as much, but I would still go check out all the figures, you know, if I went to Walmart or something. So I'm at Walmart, uh, got a Boots to Ashes shirt on, because, you know, the rocket just come back. And I'm standing there next to the figures, and a little kid comes, and he kind of bumps into me, and he's looking at the figures also. And I see he's got a John Cena shirt on. So, of course, me being me, I say, hey, what's up, Fruity Pebbles? <laughs> And he kind of looks at me and does the John Cena, you can't see me thing and run away. And I almost chased him. 
Like I took half a step towards him and had to catch myself that I was a grown man about to get into it with a nine-year-old. So yeah, the hashtag is true. I fight kids and I argue with them in the aisleways of Walmart looking for figures. Again, Chris Rugger, boot to the face. Thank you. Love fully posable. Peace. Oh my gosh, Rucker, that is hilarious. I can't believe you called a little kid Fruity Pebbles. That is so awesome. Dude, you know what that <laughs> reminds me of is that dream I talked about a couple weeks ago where I was shopping in that three-story whatever it was and a little kid kept like running in my way and grabbing figures out. And finally, I was like ready to kick his ass on the third floor. Like <laughs> Rucker almost had that same, like, but in real life, like that's crazy to me. Rucker's hilarious, dude. And you hear that sweet velvety voice of his. You're just like, damn. How can anybody ever get mad at that guy? That voice just soothes everything, man. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that story is hella funny, dude. He's like, wait a second. I'm about to get into it with a nine-year-old, man. (laughs) (laughs) Guaranteed that kid was hiding down another aisle waiting for him to leave. (laughs) Like you were when you stole the SD Jones? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go hide over by the Barbies and wait for that dude to leave. Then go see what else they've got. Thank you, Rucker. As I said, I'm trying to keep all of these about two minutes max, two and a half maybe. So I'm trying to keep them all quick. But Rucker, thank you for doing that, man. Much appreciated. Again, boot to the face. Check him out on iTunes where him and his tag team partner, Marty. If you have a co-host, by the way, it's always your tag team partner. So anyways, check out him and Marty over at boot to the face. Rucker, again, thank you for doing that. Scott, did you do any finger poke of doom? Yes, actually, I did. Thank you to a huge thank you to Senator Porcupine. You can follow him on Twitter at Wrecking Crew, and that's C-R-U-E, like Motley Crew, 86. Thanks to Senator Porcupine. He sent me a tweet letting me know that the Awe Striker from the upcoming G.I. Joe retro line at Walmart was available for pre-order again because it had sold out. Went back up for pre-order. He gave me the heads up. I jumped on Walmart, and I ordered the Awe Striker. I was on the fence. And when he sent me that tweet, I kind of took it as a sign like, dude, you got to order it. So I didn't buy the figures because it's only three of them anyway. And I've already got better ones, I think, tucked away. Big thank you to Revy Hoops for those. But I do have the two vehicles coming from the G.I. Joe Retro line again. Huge thanks to Senator Porcupine for those. He is a really, really good dude. That's awesome he reached out to you about that. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. It was out of nowhere, and so I jumped on. Luckily, they were still available, so I was able to get one. So again, big thanks to Senator Porcupine for that. I also got uh, my two Bobby Heenan Legends figures. I was going to open one, but I decided instead of doing that, I would give it to my co-host for Drunk Wrestling History as a birthday gift because his birthday is the same day the show drops. So I'm going to give him the other Bobby for his birthday. The other one I've already put up on the wall. I was a little nervous, Jeff. I'll be honest. I was starting to see pictures of people receiving their Bobbies from Target. And a lot of them were crushed into boxes that were way too small. They Mm -hmm. were crushing that top flap where you would hang it up on the peg. They were basically just squishing them into boxes and folding that up. And on on top of that, some of the boxes were actually crushed. And if you're an MOC guy that figure is worthless to you when you're when you're receiving it because what can you do? You can't hang that on your wall, right? That's garbage at that point. So contact Target if that happened because that just sucks for the MOC guys. If you're a loose collector, who cares, right? But MOC people, be on the lookout because I have seen people receiving them. Luckily, I got mine literally minutes before we started recording, Jeff. Mine were okay. I'm not gonna say that they were perfect. Ed is a loose collector, Actually, he doesn't collect any of the figures, really. The ones that he has, I've given to him. (laughs) So he opens them anyway, because I always make sure I give him damaged packaging. Um, 
he's going to open his anyway, so I'm giving him the worst of the two. The one that I'm keeping on the wall is decent. Definitely not mint, but it's decent shape. Good enough to be on the wall. I'm happy with it. And I've got to say, I love that figure. It brings back so many great memories of those weasel suit matches that Heenan had. Kudos to Mattel. They did a great job. I saw your side-by-side, -side, Jeff, that you mentioned where you did the Jax versus the Mattel. And while I think the Mattel is inferior to the Jax, Mattel really did an outstanding job on the Bobby. So kudos to Mattel for that one. The Hammer, which is the other one I ordered out of that Legends series, is going to be arriving August 10th. So he's back-ordered right now. I also went to order that Nick Aldis figure that was breaking news on our San Diego Comic-Con show from last week, Jeff. Yep. And went to process the payment on him. And he was $50 shipped to California. Oh. So, unfortunately, I am passing on the Nick Aldis figure. I I can't warrant spending $50 on it. I, I just can't. I want it, but, ugh. Dude, 50 bucks is kind of steep. So, I've got to pass on the Nick Aldis to those that are getting them, kudos to you. Outstanding looking figure based on the drawings and renderings I've seen. But for me, I, $50 is too steep. I've got to pass. And finally, the last of my toy spotting this week, Shannon got her Super 7 ghost figure, mm -hmm. which was shown during their big reveals for San Diego Comic-Con. Yep. Dude, it got here super fast. She ordered it, I want to say last Friday, and she received it by Wednesday. So super fast shipping from Super 7. It was great. And I've got to say, out of all the ghost figures they've done, so far there have been three. This is the fourth. It is by far and away the best ghost figure they've done. It's Papa Nihil, comes with a gold saxophone. The packaging is like three times the size of a standard Super 7 three and three quarter inch package. It's huge and it's beautiful. I called it in mistake, Jeff, last week, a cross and... <laughs> It was funny. I was up on the computer doing something the other day and Shannon was downstairs. I think she was cleaning the blinds of the front room and she was listening to our San Diego Comic-Con podcast. And she got to the part where I was talking about that specific figure and I mentioned that the the package was a cross. <laughs> she paused the show, yells upstairs, it's not a cross, it's a crucifix. <laughs> <laughs> so I will stand corrected. That is an omission from last week that in ghost, whatever ghost world or ghost theology, it is not a cross. It is known as a crucifix. So I stand corrected, <laughs> but I've got to say, if you are a ghost fan, go get this thing. If it's still available, you will not be disappointed when she got the package that they shipped it. And I'm like, Dude, that's crazy. Look at the size of that box. The box was huge. And I'm like, why are they putting a small figure in that box? I kid you not, we opened up the box and this thing was almost the size of the box that they shipped it in. It was wrapped in paper, so it was well protected. No damage done to it. It's mint. In fact, the little hole where you would put on a peg is unpunched. But dude, this thing is gigantic. I can't emphasize it enough how big the packaging is. Did I just say big package? Yes, you did. Go for it. I'm just going to roll with it. Huge packaging. Manscaped 20. <laughs> <laughs> yes, WFP20, free shipping and 20% off your order, manscaped.com. But the packaging is gigantic compared to their other three and three quarter inch figures that they've done. Awesome job by Super 7 on that one, Jeff. And that rounds out my toy spotting. Wow, you had a kind of eventful week. It's funny, you actually had to write it all down because of how eventful it was. I did. And it's funny because I'm very old, as we've discussed earlier in the show, very old. 
So I have to write things down as I get them because I don't want to get to the show and be like, no, I didn't do any toy spotting. And then like by the end of the show, I'm like, oh, crap, I have three things. So, yes, I'm <laughs> I'm definitely tracking it now. I mean, now that G.I. Joe is in the mix, wrestling figures are in the mix and more wrestling figures from Boss Fight, Super 7, Storm. I, I'm going to have to start writing things down to keep track of them, dude, because with all of the cool toys that we saw and not just wrestling and not just G.I. Joe that we saw from uh, uh, San Diego Comic-Con. But there is so much cool stuff coming out that I would imagine both of us are going to be having a lot of finger poke of doom in the next weeks and months ahead. A lot of finger poke of doom and a lot of wallet heat coming up. For sure. So I did do toy spotting and uh, or finger poke of doom as well. The Mattel Legends had a street date of July 26th. So I'm like, okay, I haven't found them when I've gone out. So I'm going to hit targets because they're going to be out on the shelves, you know, ready to go Sunday morning. Sunday morning, I get up, head to Emeryville. Nothing. But you know what's funny, dude, is I walked in, there were four Marvel Legend fans, like, hovering around this one cart that had a bunch of boxes on it. Now, I already checked out the cart. It didn't have the Mattel Elite Legends on it. But the Marvel Legends fans were kind of circling it. Like they were playing, um, what's that game where the music stops and you sit down? That would be musical chairs, Jeff. Musical chairs. Thank you. But they were kind of circling the cart, you know, like sharks kind of preying on this one thing, you know? So this girl walks back and the Marvel Legends fans kind of scatter like they're raccoons, right? You know? <laughs> Somebody's trying to light on them. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. ah, no. <laughs> so the first let's say marvel legend fan number one walks up to the girl that was taking the boxes off this cart and he's like uh do you have any marvel legends boxes on there because none of them touched the cart and she goes whatever marvel legends figures we have they're out in the pegs and he goes well can i check the cart and she goes i haven't gotten through the cart yet as of right now everything we have is out in the pegs but i gotta get through this cart he leaves Marvel legend fan number two walks up. He goes, uh, can I check out the cart to see, <laughs> you know, if there's a Marvel legends case? on?" <laughs> no, cause I'm watching this dude, because I'm kind of over by the wrestling figure aisle, okay. but the cart with the toys, I should say was kind of at the end of the aisle, but kind of like adjacent a little bit of the way. So I can watch all this going through. Cause I'm checking to see if there's any other Mattel elite legends kind of, around or anything maybe they got misplaced or anything like that so anyways so marvel legend fan number two leaves and here comes marvel legend fan number three to go up and ask her to see if there was any he got backup yeah i was like i'm out of here dude <laughs> so <laughs> so wait the first guy left then well he he stopped circling the cart and started circling the toy aisle so he was walking up and down the aisles of the toys. So he's passing Lego. He's passing the girls' toys. He's he's passing Star Wars toys. Like, he's still kind of circling to see if she's going to grab a case and bring it out. Yeah, we call that the vulture position. You just keep <laughs> circling and waiting for her to put the figures out, and then you swoop down and get your kill. So I was like, I'm out of here, man. So I did check Pop Finder, and there was a Target in Berkeley. It was off University Avenue. And I had no idea this target ever existed. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it because the number's showing four. So I drive down University Avenue in Berkeley. And it's like, your destination is on the right. And I'm looking, dude. I was like, where is this? And I keep looking and I keep looking. And there's no store. There's nothing. All of a sudden, I just happened to catch something red, like a, with a light behind it. 
And I just happened to look and it said pharmacy. And I was like, is that it? And sure enough, it was the target. I was like, oh, cool. Now I walk in and there's like, there's no structure to this target. It's small, something you would see in New York, like right in the heart of Times Square, like a small CVS type deal or in Vegas. It's like a scaled down target then. Much scaled down. Okay. So I'm like, there is no way they have toys in here. But this is where the GPS and Pop Finder told me to go. So I walk in and I'm kind of walking through and all of a sudden I see like some type of uh, mega blocks or Lego or something like that. I was like, oh, okay. Literally, they had one aisle of toys. Whoa. I found Bobby Heenan. Oh, nice. I was like, sweet, cool. Grab Bobby, went up, paid. And I was like, you know what? I got a few hours before Scott and I are supposed to record because you and I recorded for the San Diego Comic-Con last Sunday to make sure we kind of got almost all the last minute news in. Right. I head out to Dublin. Now the pop finder showing five. I walk in, nothing on the pegs. So I find a worker and this worker is already helping this guy. Well, when I come around the corner, this customer and the worker have a box that is in front of them. That is now I'm about 5'10", 5'11". That is about mid torso on me. Now that's how tall the box was from foot to mid torso on me. So that's about a four foot tall box. And these two guys are diving in the box. One of them's the worker. And so I just kind of hang back and they're diving into the box. They're pulling out all these toys, NECA, they're pulling out Funkos. They're pulling, uh, they were just kind of, it was like a cartoon where you just see clothes flying up in the air and everything like that. It was like that. Dude, what was this box? And I'm worried about condition of the packaging. Dude, oh my goodness. It was almost like they had all their loose toys and just dumped them all into here. No, I shouldn't say loose. I shouldn't say loose, but they had a bunch of stuff that was already out of their boxes and just kind of put into there and they were going to be distributed out of this huge box. Oh my goodness. So anyways, um, I walk up and the customer looks at me. He goes, out of curiosity, what are you looking for? And I was all, oh, I'm just looking for wrestling figures. And it's funny too, because the worker turned around and he goes, are you wearing a Rey Mysterio mask? And I was like, no, I'm wearing an Ultimo Dragon mask. <laughs> and he goes, dude, that's cool. And I was like, oh, thanks. Luchamask.com. <laughs> you know, I plug in them and stuff. So the customer, I look over at him. I, I go, "Are you? Uh, let me guess. You're looking for NECA toys. And he goes, yeah. And I go, turtles? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And so the customer goes, all right, man, thanks for bringing out this box. Now the customer kind of turns to the right and he grabs something off of a shelf that's kind of on an end cap, but I can't see the end cap. He grabs three NECA turtle boxes. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, dude, big score for you. He goes, oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, that's gold. Oh, dude, it was gold for him. So anyways, worker checks their numbers off based off the UPC. They said they had nothing in the back, no boxes or anything. So I head over to one more Target in Dublin. They didn't have it either. So I just kind of bounced and came home. And I was just happy with the Bobby, you know. So yesterday after work, I went over to Target in San Leandro. And they had razor, but the chain is over the hair. Ugh. I know. I know. And two Bobbies. And I picked all three up. And I'm going to open one of the Bobbies and then hold on to the other. And yeah, and just in case anybody needs it or whatnot, but he seems he's plentiful. I know he's two per case, so. Yeah, the Bobby is the one that I've been seeing the most of. And obviously the Greg Valentine figure is just like super scarce, already going for a ton of money on the secondary market. But yeah, it does seem that Bobby is the plentiful one out there. 
So I do have to tell you one more funny story. So this past Friday was special guest Sean's birthday. And I jumped onto Amazon. I was like, you know what? I know he doesn't want to get into it because he doesn't want to start collecting again. But I'm going to get him the G.I. Joe series off of Amazon and I can have him here and I can take him to work on Monday because we were all having lunch together. So I went on to Amazon and I found Duke, Roadblock, and Scarlet. So I picked those up for special guest Sean, right? Okay. Special guest Sean messages me on Microsoft and he goes, hey, dude, he goes, Angelica just got me the G.I. Joe figures, the whole first series. And I was like, oh, man, Angelica's his wife. I was like, oh, man. I said, I just got you Duke, Roadblock, and Scarlet off of Amazon. He goes, cancel your order. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, I'm not going to cancel it. I'll see if anybody needs them or whatnot. Following day on Saturday, the figures show up. And I pop open the box and I'm like, crap, hooked. All I needed to do was hold them and see them. And I was like hooked because I have been watching the G.I. Joe cartoons on Tubi. Nice. So I've got three of the first five of the series, right? Okay. Today, as we record, it's Thursday. I get a message from Michael Grid, and he has the whole first series in front of him. And he goes, by chance, anybody need any of these? <laughs> I said, is that Destro and Snake Eyes? <laughs> and he goes, sure is. I was like, I'm PayPaling you right now. <laughs> Oh, boy. Dude, you and Christopher McLeod from the Full Force podcast have now gotten me hook, line, and sinker on these. But it's like one of those like, okay, the next roadblock for Series 2 looks amazing, but I don't need another roadblock. Yes, you do, because he could be heavy duty instead of roadblock. No, no, no. I'm I'm just going to collect one. I didn't mean to jump into these. I do want the Baroness because of the uh, the motorcycle she comes with. Yes, yes. And I do want Beachhead. Okay. that's it. That's it. So the new classified series, the Target exclusive that you're talking about with Beachhead and Baroness, that is going to be back online on August 14th, which was also supposed to be the new street date for those. Everything was supposed to hit Target on the 14th. Online, obviously the pre-orders wiped out. Online and street date for the stores. However, Target saw the demand... Target bumped up the street date only, not the online date, the street date only to August 1st, which we're recording Thursday. Technically, it's going to be street date. So this is the store. So technically, as soon as Target opens on Saturday, August 1st, that would now be the show drop Sunday. That would be yesterday. The new G.I. Joe figures, the the Target exclusive should be on the pegs. And I've seen 50-50 workers are telling people you've got to wait for the street date. Then you're seeing a lot of people that are able to have workers go back and bring out the figures. So I'm going to be at Target when they open on Saturday. Hopefully I have a happy toy spotting story next episode. We'll find out. Otherwise, I'm going to be back on the 14th trying to get them online. So if I can make a suggestion to you. No, I, I got to stop doing this. What am I doing to myself, Scott? <laughs> so this is that this is fig life. So that's kind of where this conversation is about to head. You were never a big G.I. Joe fan as a kid. I was the G.I. Joe guy, and you were like, eh, those are okay, but I'm going to go play with the Remcos, or I'm going to go play with the LJNs or the Bendys. Like, I'm cool on G.I. Joe, right? Right. Okay, so self-admittedly, you're not a big G.I. Joe fan. I would like to make a suggestion, or an alternate collecting strategy, if you will. Okay. 
instead of going down this G.I. Joe rabbit hole, because that's exactly what it is, because they're going to be releasing vehicles, more figures, more exclusives. There's a Cobra Commander that was supposed to be a San Diego Comic-Con with the snake cape. That's going to be in September. You're going to be jumping down quite the rabbit hole here. Instead of investing money into a toy line that you didn't collect in the 80s, that's really all based on nostalgia now anyway, you were really disappointed that Mask didn't get announced at San Diego Comic-Con. Correct. Instead of going down the G.I. Joe rabbit hole, why don't you go back and collect mask toys? And let me preface that with, if you decide to go down the mask rabbit hole and collect those, I will give you the tote of mask toys that I have in the box complete. I will give you that as your starter set. Uh, let me think about it. Let me get that tote anyways. What are you doing to me? Why, why is that uh, in my house? No, 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 no. <laughs> No, it was one of those trips I made. In fact, I think it was the last one that I made to grandma's house when I went through the garage. Uh, The big old toy box that I had had all of the mask toys in it. And we took really good care of masks for some reason. The vehicles are complete. The figures, their masks, plus the boxes that they came in. Obviously, the boxes were opened. We played with the toys. But I've got like the Rhino, the Thunderhawk. You name it, a good chunk of the first two series are in box in my garage right now. So if you decide to go down the mask rabbit hole, I'll start off your collection with most of the first two series. Uh, we'll you, see. You decide. Cause I know you weren't a big GI Joe guy, but you were a big mask collector. So I'm just throwing out an alternate that, you know, these figures are 20 bucks a pop. There's going to be four at a time minimum plus vehicles plus exclusives. There's a storm shadow, Amazon exclusive that you've already missed out on you're going to have to pay a mint for on the secondary market when it releases, assuming Amazon doesn't put more, uh, doesn't put more stock up. So just throwing that out there as a suggestion. Well, I'm kind of getting back into GI Joe because I did watch it when I was a kid. Now, granted you are correct. I didn't play with the toys as much. Right. So you're right about that aspect, but I did watch the cartoon when I was younger because it was always on, on those after school block of shows that I would always watch on channel two. Yeah, it was like Silverhawks, Thundercats, He-Man, G.I. Joe. Yep. Star Blazers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I was always watching those. So I, I don't know. I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I know Celeste is going to kick my ass if I even try to start a... <laughs> if it's not mass, she's going to be like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> You're like, hey, why not both? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could just keep fighting me about it or you could just help me. You know, fighting doesn't <laughs> solve anything, you know? <laughs> yeah, Celeste, be his enabler. <laughs> uh, let me go through that tote, though. Uh, you know, first one's free. <laughs> First one's free. After that, you got to pay for it. Uh, so anyways, that is my toy spotting from this past week. Michael Grid, thank you for sending over Snake Eyes and Destro as well, my friend. Scott, we have quite a bit of news. So what do you say we jump into it? Let's get into it. Oh, you going to learn today. Scott, before we get into our news, will you say we talk about our friends over at Manscaped? Yes, guys. Summer is upon us. Get yourselves cleaned up. Get yourself smelling nice. Head on over to manscaped.com. You can get their shears. You can get their lawnmower. You can get their weed whacker, all of which removes body hair, nails, all that disgusting stuff that the ladies don't like. Get yourself cleaned up. 
manscaped.com. Check out, use code WFP20, save yourself 20%, and get free shipping on anything and everything in your cart. Scott, you've got a bit of news regarding Motu. Yes, a bit of a Masters of the Universe talk. We talked a lot last week about the WWE crossover. Well, Masters of the Universe is back on store shelves and pegs with their retro line. A little bit different look than the original Masters of the Universe. A little bit smaller than what Super 7 released a few years ago, but still very, very cool. Retros are hitting pegs and shelves, and the first wave consists of He-Man, Tila, Man-at-Arms, Skeletor, Evil Lynn, Beastman, and... They released a couple of vehicles and animals. They've got Battle Cat, which is He-Man's big green cat with the red saddle on it. And Prince Adam comes with the Sky Sled. Jeff, do you know who Prince Adam is? Isn't that the uh, prince from Spaceballs? (sighs) Should we just go with yes and keep it moving? Oh, wait, that was Prince Valiant. Correct. Not Prince Adam. I know gentleman Chris Adams. So, Jeff, to answer my own question, (laughs) Prince Adam would be He-Man before he holds up the sword and says, by the power of Grayskull. So, Prince Adam is the equivalent of Clark Kent to Superman. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. That's good good knowledge for myself. Yes. And now you learn something about Masters of the Universe. You're welcome. And he comes with a Sky Sled, which, if you don't know what the Sky Sled looks like, but you've seen Flash Gordon... This would be similar to what Flash Gordon is riding towards the end of the movie when he's storming the palace with the Hawkmen, which if you've never seen Flash Gordon, do yourself a favor and go watch Flash Gordon because it's freaking epic and Queen does the soundtrack. Outstanding. Call it campy. I don't care. I loved it. Great movie. Moving on. More (laughs) Masters of the Universe news. Jeff, have you seen Flash Gordon? I have. I have. And uh, Boss Fight Studios actually has a Flash Gordon figure. Yes. Outstanding. Anything and everything Flash Gordon. I absolutely love it. Now, Jeff, I said Flash Gordon and not Flesh Gordon. I don't want you to confuse the two. So did you see Flash Gordon? I just want to make sure we're on the same page here. Oh. Right? See, that happens sometimes. You're like, hey, you seen Flash Gordon? Like, yeah, I've seen Flesh Gordon like 16 times, dude. (laughs) Moving on. More Masters of the Universe news. Eternia minis are now hitting Walmart. I've been seeing pictures of these on Facebook, on Twitter. Eternia minis are blind boxes that contain a little Castle Grayskull and one minifigure. And if you turn your Castle Grayskull upside down, there's a letter on the bottom of the castle that corresponds to which figure is going to be inside. The minifigures available are, and these are letters A through H in order, He-Man, Skeletor, Man-at-Arms, which if you're keeping track at home, that's letter C, Trapjaw, Ram-Man, Jitsu, Buzz off, and the last one, letter H, is Horde Zombie He-Man. He's like a kind of a green-looking zombie He-Man figure. Pretty cool looking. So here you go with some more blind boxes. I know, I think it was Loyal Subjects had those blind box. Well, they weren't really blind box He-Man figures, but they were like Loyal Subject size. They might have been Loyal Subjects, but they weren't really blind boxes because you could see through the window who you were getting, but some of them did have the blackout. I I wanted to throw out there that with the rise in popularity of the Masters of the Universe retros and the the crossover with WWE, it's it's fully back now, right? And then Netflix is going to have a new animated series that's a continuation of the original animated series. Kevin Smith is directing it. It's in full swing again. Masters of the Universe is back with a force. 
And it wouldn't surprise me if we get a feature film, like a live action Masters of the Universe movie, very, very soon. I wanted to kind of shine a light, as we often do, Jeff, on one of the crossovers with Masters of the Universe, and it was with DC. They kind of crossed over DC characters with a Masters of the Universe flair. It was called DC Primal Age. It came out a year or two ago, and a lot of collectors went crazy over it, but the funny thing is, is when you go to the secondary market, i.e. eBay, Mercari, these figures don't retain a lot of value. So if you're looking for another kind of a crossover line to go with your Masters of the Universe collection, give DC Primal Age a look. They were modeled after the original Masters of the Universe figures. They have cool weapons. And again, it is a crossover with Masters of the Universe, but it doesn't cost a lot of money. So it's definitely worth a look if you're looking for something like that. And uh, that pretty much wraps up Masters of the Universe for the week, Jeff. Dude, it was funny. You, you talked about DC Primal Age, but I was talking to someone over on the East Coast and they were talking about how those DC McFarlane figures are just flying off the shelves out there. Really? And it's funny because out here, they're just sitting on the shelves. Yeah, I guess it's region specific, huh? I guess so, man. That's It's just the tale of two different sides of the country. But there are some out here that are plentiful, like... A few of the Batmans are very plentiful. One of the Jokers is plentiful. Not all the Jokers, but a few of them. I guess they have multiple, like two or three of them, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. It was just kind of interesting talking to someone over on the East Coast that said, yeah, these DC McFarlane figures are just flying off the shelves. Um, I was talking to someone, and he said that he was first in line to walk into a Target that morning. I believe it was a Target that morning. And he walked in. And this guy just took off for the DC figures, which is funny because out here, like I had mentioned earlier, people are flying and taking off to the Marvel Legends figures. Or the NECA figures. Or the NECA figures. The gentleman out there said he went to the wrestling figure aisle, he picked up Bobby, and the guy that ran to the DC figures came around the corner, saw him holding Bobby and got like really pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... Dude, I was like, what is going on out there? But it's just crazy just hearing different regions and what's sitting and what isn't sitting. This really reminds me of when you and I were collecting starting lineups, Jeff, and when I was collecting Spawn, because you would get those guys. And it was funny because the Toys R Us workers would almost line up strategically in certain aisles. They would be like one one person here at the front, then one person in the very next main aisle that you ran down, another person one aisle deep after that, one more person stationed by the toys. And so the first three employees are like, slow down, no running, no. And then the person by the toys that they just put out almost had to play referee like, okay, you were here first, you were here second, you were here third, you get to yep. go first, then you... Like they were really having to kind of wrangle these people. These are grown men running after toys. It's funny to think here we are 20 some odd years later, nothing has changed. And in fact, as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be in line at Target on Saturday waiting on those G.I. Joe special missions figures. And I'm like, am I going to have to throw hands with somebody? Like, (laughs) am I going to have to race someone? Is it okay to run down the aisles now? Am I going to get yelled at? Because I haven't had to do this in quite a while. Here I am back in the running game. So we'll find out what happens. But it's funny how everything, it seems like nothing has changed. So Scott and I, I I think we've told this story on the show before, but Scott and I were headed out to Dublin Toys R Us and we got there and they had just put out, now, mind you, let's rewind back to 19, I believe it was 93 or 94. And Scott and I were looking for the Shaquille O'Neal rookie starting lineup figure. 
we get there and we see the pegs filled with that series. I forget which series, who was in it, blah, blah, blah. So Scott and I get over there. We're circling through the figures and we're kind of thumbing through them and all that stuff. No Shaquille O'Neal. A worker comes over and she's kind of picking up some mess. And she goes, what you guys looking for? And we're like, by chance, do you have any more starting lineup? She goes, no, we just put out that case. And about 15 minutes before you guys walked in, there was a fight between two men going after the Shaquille O'Neal starting lineup figure. Yep. And Scott and I looked at each other like, okay, let's just go check out wrestling figures now and let's bounce. (laughs) Yeah. No, you know, it was funny because I had an experience like that myself where I almost did get in a fight with somebody over a case of NFL starting lineup figures. I want to say it was Montana's first year after getting traded to the chiefs. His first starting lineup figure in a chief's uniform was super, super hot. And I knew Toys R Us was putting out a box because I had been there the night before. They said, we're putting out a case tomorrow morning. If you're here when we open, just come to the counter here, ask for it. We'll bring it out for you. Some other dude was there for him as well. I went over. He followed me. They brought out the case for me. He tried, when they opened up the case, he tried reaching over my shoulder to grab the figure because he knew exactly where it was in the case. I almost had to like elbow the dude to get, like he was reaching up and over me, dude, to get the Montana. I almost had to throw an elbow into his gut. And I was like, dude, wait your turn. And then I grabbed the Montana, kind of looked back at him with a, mm-hmm, went up to the <laughs> register, paid for it. But yeah, it gets, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to hear stories about that where if you ever had to get physical with somebody over a toy, because it happens. We've seen it. We've been involved in it. We've heard stories about it. I'm curious if any listeners have had a similar issue, either over wrestling figures, a Spawn figure, a Lego, a Marvel Legends, whatever it may be. I'd love to hear that story. Scott, we do need to move on to wrestling figures. The ringside exclusive Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse figure was shown off. There's four puppets. We talked about it last week during San Diego Comic-Con, but it was shown off a little bit more. There are four puppets. There is the Abby the Witch, Mercy the Buzzard, Ramblin' Rabbit, and the Vince puppet. So here's the little, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but here's some uh, news about it. They did fix the belly button. Now the belly button is completely gone. I know a lot of people were upset about the, you know, the belly button being shown through the sweatshirt, including Huskus. He was pissed. He was so mad that he didn't even sign on to do the figure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He told WWE, I'm not giving you my rights. Yeah. Suck it guys. I'm out of here. That stupid belly button on the shirt. <laughs> so the belly button is gone. This one is actually kind of cool. The puppets actually fit onto Bray's hand. Yes. So you can remove the hands and put the puppets on his hands. I thought that was kind of cool. The other part of this is it comes with the Firefly Funhouse backdrop. So you could put Bray walking through the door, the puppets in there, you know, Abby the Witch at the windowsill, Mercy in a in a box or whatever. But you, you have the playset right there with the figure. Now, here's something else that I was going to talk to you about, Scott. In my adventures of going up and down toy aisles a lot lately, one thing I've noticed is a lot of people have gone off to a squared box. For example, the G.I. Joes, they're in a square box. Right. Power Rangers, squared off box. Star Wars Black Series, squared off box. This ringside exclusive from everything I've seen looks like a squared off box. Do you think that this is the next wave of packaging for toys to go in. Man, as a mint on card collector, I surely hope not. Everything that I have right now is pinned up on the wall, meaning it's a push pin into the wall, hang the figure on it as you would see it on a store peg. So 
if the figure has a little hook on the back, the little plastic hook, then that's okay. Go with your squared off button. But I need a way to hang the figure on the wall. As a mint on card guy, I don't want to have to buy shelving for these things. I want to just be able to pin them up on the wall. That's a personal preference. So without that plastic hook and you're going to a squared off box, man, I'm going to have to go buy plastic hooks, I guess. Well, I'm looking over at one of the Power Rangers I still have left over. That has the plastic part, but I'm also looking at the G.I. Joes. There's no plastic part for those. Right. And so those I'm going to open. So I don't really care about the G.I. Joe ones, but with the wrestling figures, that is a big concern to me. If Mattel moves forward with that style packaging and there's no plastic hook, then you can go buy the ones with the little sticky bottom and it's still got the plastic hook on the top. I'm going to have to move over to that and then hope that they don't fall off the wall too. Every year after San Diego Comic-Con, what usually happens is Bill does a video and Steve will answer questions online, either via Instagram or on the Wrestling Figs message boards. Well, this year they did a Zoom. So here's just some little notes that I wrote down from it. Uh, Steve says Goldberg figures sell well. I was actually kind of surprised about that because it seems like the majority of people, when they hear or see a Goldberg figure in a line, they're like, ugh, another Goldberg figure. It's almost like a disappointment. So Steve says Goldberg figures sell well. Steve also hinted that more titles are going to be coming. The Charlotte Ultimate Edition is a ringside exclusive. That was another thing that they said. Steve also mentioned that the basic line is still really popular. And they said that that's some of the best figures you can get for 10 bucks nowadays. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that one's definitely the one that's more geared towards the kids. But given that they've done variants in some of the figures, I think that's definitely helped draw interest to it as well. But it's not a surprise to me that the basic line is still really popular. Both Steve and Bill both gave credit to Mattel's packaging team. They were talking about the packaging for Taker and for Bray. They were talking about uh, how their packaging team is just killing it. So I wanted to throw that out there because I agree. Their packaging department has killed it. I love the Mattel Elite Legends. Now, one of my little nitpicks regarding the Mattel Elite Legends was that the faces weren't behind the figure, but it is on the side. So it's a small little nitpick. It's not anything like I'm not buying this because of this. It's just a small little nitpick. I wish the face was behind the figure, like the original packaging. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, yeah, again, that is a small nitpick, but let's just be happy we have Legends figures back. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like I said, I'm not I'm not going to be not buy them or anything. No, yeah, I hear you. Steve said that the Mr. T and Piper, he said, will be, quote, predominantly online. Thought that was kind of interesting. That is very interesting. So RSC or maybe their new Mattel collector site? Possibly. Interesting. Okay. Bill, during the video, actually had the sample of Mr. T. And it looked really cool. It had the red boxing gloves on, dude. I was like, oh my God, Clubber Lang right there, you know? Beautiful. So Steve mentioned that they had a Bailey that was supposed to be in a future elite line scheduled two months prior to Bailey's heel turn. Steve said that would have been the first time the women's tag title would have been introduced with that Bailey figure. I guess it makes sense that they scrapped that one. It didn't fit her character anymore. So I guess Alexa will then be the first figure that gets that women's tag team title. Exactly. So originally it was for Bailey, but when the heel turn happened, that's when they decided to scrap it. 
Scott, Matilda does come off the leash. So Steve and Bill were joking around and they said that you can have Matilda chase after Bobby Heenan. I love it. That is so cool, dude. Can they just give us dynamite, please? I'm still really upset about this. They're pulling an LJN and I can't stand it. Well, this is the thing, dude. Mattel is handcuffed by WWE on who can be on their radar or who they can make. Like back in the day, Jax had free reign. Jax could go sign anybody. They had the rights to go pick up uh, Andy Kaufman. They had the rights to go grab anybody they wanted, basically. And WWE would be like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and make a toy of it. But now Mattel is at the mercy of WWE. So it's not Mattel. It's all, it's kind of WWE not having the Legends writes to Dynamite Kid. I hear what you're saying, and I understand. But the child in me is screaming for a Dynamite Kid and does not want to listen to reason. Am I your voice of reason? Boy, how times have changed. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> My director says the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Regarding the Angel Garza figure, Bill said, if you see a figure on the rendering that doesn't have soft goods, doesn't mean that it won't be there. So just because they showed off the Angel Garza on the rendering without any accessories doesn't mean that any accessories won't be coming with the figure. I guess there were some people that kind of got hot about that. They're like, where's Angel Garza's tearaway pants, you know? That is kind of funny that as a collector base, we are all screaming for tearaway pants. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. The Gronk figure will have his blue zebra print jacket from WrestleMania 36. Nothing, Scott. You're, you're still not happy about that Gronk figure. Oh, I'm sorry. What, did you say something? <laughs> that figure's pretty polarizing, I'll tell you. Ugh. What was my word for it last week? Oh, yeah. Yuck. <laughs> no, thank you. Regarding the WrestleMania celebration line, now this is the macho that comes with the ring cart or Andre that comes with the ring cart. These will be taking place of the WrestleMania battle packs. So no more WrestleMania two packs with basics. This is going to take the place of it. You can get Andre with the ring cart or macho with the ring cart or buy two bill did hold up a sample of it it had andre and bobby in it so scott that answers your question from last week can it fit two sure can fantastic that is such great news and i cannot wait to see what the figure photographers do with that and last but certainly not least regarding the ring carts it's got wheels on it so you can wheel it across your kitchen floor like scott and i would have done when we were kids there's no doubt about it. Thinking of the play value of this as a kid, oh my goodness. Eh, we would have used that ring cart for everything. We probably would have had Andre picking up the ring cart and hitting Hogan in the back with it. I mean, <laughs> that thing would have been used like crazy. Better late than never, I always say. So super happy we're getting a ring cart in 2020. And I don't mind that they're replacing the battle packs with that. We get one figure on one cart. Great decision by Mattel. I love it. So that is it regarding WWE Mattel from SDCC 2020. Usually I do that video roundup and I kind of pull questions and answers from it. What's important, what isn't. It was about a 50 minute video and I got that information from that video. So can I double back to the Bray figure real quick? I know I, I, I picked it apart pretty solid last week and I like the improvement. No belly button. The inclusion of the puppets minus Huskus is great. I love that it's a backdrop that when you unfold the package, you boom, have the Firefly Funhouse. That's all really cool. It's the Bray figure that's kind of bothering me. You okay. get an extra set of hands, right? Right. Why don't one of those sets of hands include his gloves? Because that version of Bray doesn't wear the gloves, does he? 
He does. Yes. If you go back and you watch the Firefly Funhouses, it's a 50-50 split. Like at the beginning of the video or the Firefly Funhouse episode, he's not. But then as the episode carries on, the gloves are on. And the version of Bray that's portrayed, the black pants and the red sweater, in the Firefly Funhouse videos, he's got a black collared shirt on underneath the sweater. And that isn't included with the figure. So again, if you're going to pay a premium price, you kind of expect little details like that to be taken care of. Overall, it's it's probably a solid purchase. But for me, I think I'm going to wait it out and see if they do another Bray with the puppets in an elite line. I I just can't warrant paying the price, an elite, uh, a premium price for a Bray that I've got some nitpicks on. It's cool that they took out the belly button. That was the biggest drawback for me on it. The puppets are cool. The packaging is cool. But it's just the collar, the extra set of hands, the face sculpt isn't 100 for me. So I think that one for me is a pass. Are you buying that one? I don't know right now. The Bray figure's good. Um, I love the puppets. I, f- I don't know, dude. I'm going to just hold off right now. I'm going to see what their future offerings of that is. We're getting the Fiend Ultimate, and I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah. This one I'm up in the air on. I don't know, dude. And see, that's kind of where I'm at, too, is now we've seen the Fiend Ultimate Edition. It's mind-blowing. It is so good. So am I going to go spend a premium on this Bray when I'm, I've got some nitpicks about the figure where the face scan is just okay? There's no black collar underneath the red sweater. He doesn't come with the alternate hands with the gloves on. So at that point, I'm paying for puppets and the backdrop. I kind of have an issue with that where I I think I'm going to put my money because as I've mentioned over the last few weeks, budget is going to be getting really tight with all these cool toys coming out. These are the kind of things that I look at when I'm divvying out what money I want to spend on figures. I look at stuff like that and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not going to put that money towards that. I'll put that money towards this other thing that I want. So, you know, now you're getting into there's so many other figures to collect Things like that weigh into yes or no on buying a a specific figure. So that's kind of where I'm at with that one. My other issue is if I were to meet Bray, what would I get signed? Would I get the Fiend Ultimate or would I get the Firefly Funhouse or would I get his Elite that just came out? I would lean towards the Ultimate. And that's just being 100% true thinking as an autograph collector. I would lean towards getting the Ultimate signed. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. That's what I would get signed. And speaking of Ultimate, now that we know that Charlotte is an RSC exclusive, I'm absolutely buying that figure. Just based on the pictures alone, that's a must purchase for me. No nitpicks, boom, take my money, Mattel. You've got it, no problem. This one, on the other hand, I've got a few nitpicks and you've got to think if it is Fiend versus Strowman at SummerSlam, booking, I'm, I'm not a booker, right? This is just fantasy booking. You've got to think they're putting the title back on the Fiend because Strowman wasn't supposed to win that title at WrestleMania. I think he's just a transitional champion right now. You've got to think that The Fiend is going to win that title at SummerSlam. He's going to hold it for a while, which, what does that mean? That means way more Bray Wyatt and Fiend figures coming out. So I think for me, it's going to be a wait and see what else Mattel has to offer in terms of the Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse. Now that rounds out the news, Scott. Yes, now now I'm happy. Thank you. I had to get that off my chest. (laughs) Scott, we've got a couple of listener questions and we're going to take it home. So what do you say we jump into it? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen. Scott, first question of the week comes in from Brandon. 
He says, hey guys, love the podcast. I have a question about G.I. Joes. I don't collect them anymore, but I have been watching Sergeant Slaughter G.I. Joes on eBay and Mercari. I'd like to add one to my collection of wrestling figures, but the problem is that the prices are pretty high on these. Do you guys have any recommendations on how to get one at a decent price? Thanks, Brendan. Uh, yes. If you want it to be in the same scale as the Elites on the current market, there's actually a Kickstarter currently going on, and it's the one that Sergeant Slaughter essentially ordered me to purchase. And if you want to purchase that Sergeant Slaughter, go to https colon slash slash app app dot crowd ox dot com slash projects slash action force. That's A-C-T-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-E slash Valiverse, V-A-L-A-V-E-R-S-E. They've got a number of six-inch figures on there, not G.I. Joe, but look very similar to the G.I. Joe Classified series and are in scale with the current Elite series that are out on the pegs right now. They do have a slaughter. He looks awesome. He's not necessarily in wrestling gear, but you can get around that. If you just want a slaughter figure to display, he would be more in like his military fatigues, but still a very, very cool Sergeant Slaughter figure. Scott, can't they just do a Google search Action Force G.I. Joe? Or Action Force Sergeant Slaughter. Do you want me to read off that website again, Jeff? Nope. Okay. <laughs> then just be happy with what you got. Or you could just do a Google search, Action Force G.I. Joe. <laughs> well, you know, if you don't want me reading websites and whatnot, sure. <laughs> That's like me reading off SKUs and UPCs. Holy crap. But if you're trying to go for a Sergeant Slaughter, like within the Mattel world, I think his Legends figure does go for quite a bit. Uh, he had a basic a while back. I don't know if it's going for quite a bit, but you know what? You might be able to get some of the Jack's classics for a decent price. I haven't shopped those in a long time, but there were a number of slaughters within the Jack's classic line from his heel gimmick to his hero gimmick. There were, there was a, a quite a few Sergeant slaughters that came out in that series or that line. So you might want to check those out as well. And those for the most part are in scale with Mattel elites as well. Or Google Action Force Sergeant Slaughter. You son of a... You better stop. <laughs> You're on thin ice, pal. This relationship works because we're brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a natural hatred. <laughs> exactly. Brendan, I hope Scott answered your question. Hopefully you do get a G.I. Joe Sergeant Slaughter. That's HTTPS colon slash no i'm just kidding google search google search <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the question that was solid <laughs> thanks brendan hopefully you get it man scott last question of the week comes in from josh thompson hey jeff and scott jt here back with that weekly submission this week i want to give you guys my thoughts on everything we've seen from sdcc from mattel alongside aew stuff by the way before i go any further aew unrivaled figures are supposed to be hitting shelves tomorrow august 3rd so you got to be at the story. I mean, the first series is going to be hidden. AEW Unrivaled series, Bucks, Jericho, Cody, Brandy, Kenny. You guys need to be at the store. It's probably going to be a hot commodity. GBM saw a sheet that already had the lineup, basically. Not not like a criminal lineup, Scott, but like a <laughs> uh, like a lineup, and uh, it had where the uh, AEW. Thank you for are, clarifying. You're welcome. AEW Unrivaled figures were in a go. So August 3rd, they're supposed to be there. I know we had mentioned a while back that there was some confusion. The pre-orders said October, but everything is saying August 3rd. So 
Good luck, guys. Let the hunts begin. Speaking of fights in the toy aisles, <laughs> right? Here we here we go. While in the aisle. <laughs> Back to JT's question. Starting off with AEW. I like the figures we got to see. Orange Cassidy looks good. Pac looks good. And of course, Darby Allen with the skateboard, which I thought was a nice touch. Now on to Mattel. Who really took me by surprise this year? I didn't know what to expect from Mattel, really, aside from some rumors and leaks. But man, did they go above and beyond. The Ultimate Edition Wyatt with the belt looks great. We got the Firefly Funhouse Wyatt with the puppets, John Morrison Elites, Keith Lee, and the Fan Takeover Elites revealed. I was also hyped to see Garza Jr. get his Elite figure sooner than later. I've seen some of his matches in NXT and his matches in Impact, and I'm hyped to add him to my collection. Finally, we got War Machine Elites, which looked just as good as I thought they would look. Overall, I have to give Mattel huge props for this year's SDCC show. Overall, I have to give Mattel huge props for this year's SDCC show. It really took my mind off of other things that are and have happened this year. And the reveals really made my week. JT, we agree, man. They had a solid showing last weekend over at SDCC. Mattel really hit it out of the park. I mean, I thought a lot of people overlooked that China in the WrestleMania Elite Series. Now, granted, it's just renderings. We don't know what it's going to look like when it hits. You know, Scott and I always kind of put those in quotations. But so far, everything looks great. We did see the War Machine figures. And as I said, those are going to be figures of the year, hands down, when those do come out. So they really, really did a great job. Now, the War Machine figures, I also want to go back to those real quick. Those guys debuted two years ago, over two years ago, and we're just now getting the elites of them. That's how much time that they put into these figures. And you can tell by the tooling on the headdress, the war paint, everything, all the love that they put into these figures. And it came across that it, to me, feels like it was worth the two years. Well, unless you're Rob Gronkowski then you only need to wait like six months. <laughs> well, touche. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> no, all joking aside, yes, 100%. Mattel killed it. I think we gushed quite a bit about them last week. They just, every year seems to get better and better. And like I said last week, had they shown kid in the British Bulldogs, it would have been my favorite Mattel offering ever at San Diego Comic-Con. They absolutely killed it. So many surprises, so many legends. I mean, not just current roster guys, but so many legends they showed. That Brutus the Barber beefcake, actually, it's not the Barber. It was just Brutus beefcake from his 85-86 run with the hammer. Oh, my goodness. And the tag team title that they put with him, too. The Io Shirai. I mean, from top to bottom, there wasn't... I mean, we did kind of knock the Brett and Goldberg two-pack for good reasons last week. That thrown out, Mattel absolutely killed it this year. I am so excited for what they have to offer. And just goes back to my point earlier, Jeff, with the Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse figure. It's little things that you're going to find about figures you don't like that's going to divert your money over to other figures that you like more. And with everything that Mattel showed, as JT mentioned, that that Fiend Ultimate Edition, I'm not going to spend my money on the Firefly Funhouse Bray. My money is now going to the Ultimate Edition and possibly something else because of a few nitpicks on that figure. Thank you, JT, for your question. We agree with you, man. Mattel had a solid, solid showing. And Scott, I made a boo-boo and forgot to put something in the notes that I am going to make up for right now. Way to recover, dude. You totally saved it. 
on Monday, they did show off the renderings for Mattel Fan Takeover Elite Series 2. Christian will have purple and black tights on, extra hands, and the world title. Now, I mentioned that they were going to put the hit the switch or he was going to come with the hit the switch. They didn't have that in the rendering, but kind of figured that might happen. Johnny Gargano, he'll be coming in his Wolverine outfits, although it doesn't have the claw marks across the chest. Interesting. Copyright, maybe? Uh, Very possibly. And if I'm not mistaken, was that an Adam Rich's design? It was, it was. Yeah, beautiful work by Adam Rich's on that. Outstanding, and it's cool to see his work brought to life on a Johnny Gargano figure. Randy Orton, he'll come with that 2003-2004 Intercontinental title, microphone, extra hands. And this will be, obviously, kind of that legend killer, Blue Trunks. It's funny, when you zoom in, it looks like a creator wrestler. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) It really does. Some of these renderings do. They do have that creator wrestler feel to it. Yes, this is the American Alpha rule with renderings, ladies and gentlemen. You've really got to be careful and not hinge all of your hopes on a rendering. And it's called the American Alpha rule because they did that with American Alpha a few years back at a reveal and we're like oh my gosh these are going to be the best figures ever and they came out and we're like um this isn't what you showed us (laughs) it looked like dalton castle dude (laughs) yes it did it did it was almost like a bait and switch like we were ready to throw them our money and we're like oh wait a second (laughs) now we do have to preface that it's more hit than miss but scott and i did kind of create that american alpha rule and last in that takeover series two X-Pac NWO gear with bandana extra hands, obviously. So they did show off those renderings on the last day, which was this past Monday. So I know a lot of people were upset about the Paul Orndorff from the Mattel Elite Legends because it had that creator wrestler face. Uh, Yes, in the rendering, Jeff. Yeah. And I do have to say what I mean by creator wrestler is if you go into the old school No Mercy or WrestleMania 2000 games and you would create a wrestler the face that you see on these renderings are similar to the ones you would have seen on the faces on the video games. So that's what I mean by creator wrestler faces. Well, little known fact, when they do the renderings, Jeff, they are a 64 bit. (laughs) That's why it looks like that. Allegedly, allegedly. (laughs) They make them on a Nintendo 64. You didn't know that. They also look like a James Bond 64. Cause remember those (laughs) faces? Yes. The squares. Yes. Oh, man. Anyway. And at the time, we're like, there's no way these graphics could get better. (laughs) 64-bit is where it's at. (laughs) And then Dreamcast happened, but that's a whole different story. Oh, gosh. Get out. That's it. Leave. (laughs) What? Do you want me to go back to the 32X and the Sega CD? (laughs) No, 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 no. Oh, we're going to go Neo Geo right now, dude. Do you want to go? Do you want (laughs) to go? You may as well go Turbo Graphics at this point, dude. Don't don't you tempt me. <laughs> you don't you start this engine. <laughs> Move off of video games. <laughs> so that rounds out the show. We want to thank everybody for listening. Yeah, we also want you guys to go check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Go check out the prices of Hasbro's, Galoobs, LJNs, Just Toys Bendems, Defining Moments. Did I say retro, Scott? I probably did. Uh, It's worth saying again. Uh, Check out retros as well. But we want you to check out the Carter prices and the loose prices going on over there at WrestlingToyTracker.com. It's a great place. It's a great tool to have up on your screen if you're hunting through eBay and Macari. So check out WrestlingToyTracker.com where you can find the prices over there. Scott, Eagle Moss. 
Yes, if you have a pop culture or a WWE fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone, look no further than Eagle Moss. Give them a follow on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Check out all of the cool products that they've got, the cool WWE statues that they currently sell. They are incredible. The packaging on them is great. Again, Eagle Moss on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Also going to throw it back to our podcast buddies, Breaker and Bane, of course, as always, Breaker and Bane kicking it off where they do wrestling talk, toy talk, all this other talk over at Breaker and Bane's Power Hour on iTunes. want you guys to also check out Doing the Favor where they just loved my main back in 97, dude. Well, loved would be one word for it. I think that's quote unquote loved. It was love, dude. That was beautiful, beautiful hair, dude. Do you remember when we went to the San Jose Sharks playoff game and they were showing it on the Tron? They showed your hair on the Tron? No, not that part. <laughs> but we're watching the, it was a playoff game. It was between the Calgary Flames and the San Jose Sharks. It was first round. It was a one versus eight seed. I think the Sharks were an eight seed. Oh, we were watching that on like closed circuit, right? Well, we were at the Shark Tank where they were showing it on the Jumbotron. Yes, yes. I do remember that very well. Yes. Now, do you remember what happened that night? Well, if I'm not mistaken, that was game seven and the Sharks won it in overtime. Okay, well, yes, that did happen. While we were watching, some girl came up and asked me if she could run her fingers through my hair. I don't remember that at all because she didn't run her fingers through my hair. (laughs) So we were sitting there and she comes up and she's like, hey, how are you doing? She started talking to me and stuff like I'm like, cool, I'm getting hit on for the first time ever, you know, (laughs) just just took 16 years. But hey, this is cool. (laughs) Wow. What is this movement downstairs? What is that? (laughs) I feel kind of funny, <laughs> but she's like, Hey, you know, touch your hair. Is that cool? And I was like, yeah, she started to kind of braid it. I was like, okay, don't do that. <laughs> but that goes back to that beautiful, beautiful mane I had going on, dude. Did you just really work a story in about some chick massaging your head at a hockey game into a wrestling figure podcast? <laughs> but anyways, not only do I want you guys to check out their podcast over at doing the favor, I want you to check out their website where it's free to sign up. All you have to do is go over there, email, password, sign up, and join the community they have where people are out looking for figures for you. Wrestling figures, starting lineups that are on there. Dude, it's a great place and it's a great tool to have. So go check out doingthefavor.com and Doing the Favor on iTunes. Also, from Scott and myself to Steve O and Eric over at the PPW podcast. Congratulations guys on episode number 100. They had people send stuff in dude. A lot of the f- stories were hilarious. Uh, ring skirts sent one in where ants were crawling up his leg and chewing on his beanbag. Oh no. What? Like while he was recording the, the message to PPW. No, it was a, t- it was a toy spotting story. Oh, uh, well, I mean, we've got, we have to hear that now. That needs to come in. Yes. Well, I want you guys to go here. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Eric and Steve, congratulations, guys, on episode 100. That's a huge, huge accomplishment. Oh, it really is. I mean, to put in the time and the effort to hit episode 100 in anything is a huge achievement. So, yeah, big congrats, Eric, Steve. Congratulations, guys. Also, check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling on iTunes. Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds Daily. Also, check out Lucha Figures and Facts over on the Lucha Central Network or on iTunes as well. RJ, good friend over at Ringside Rant. Check out his show. And also, 
Rucker and Marty, boot to the face. Fun, fun show. Rucker, thank you for sending in that audio a little bit earlier. Scott, roll call. Yes, first and foremost, as we do every week, throwing it out to the great Jason Wolf. If you need artwork of any type, hit up Jason. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Jason WLF. He does the artwork for our shirts. They're incredible. If you want artwork like you see on our shirts or you need any type of artwork, really, go hit up Jason. Jason, I hope you had an awesome birthday weekend, dude. You deserved it. I'm sorry to see what happened to your foot when you were moving stuff around. I hope that is healing up. But yeah, that did not look pretty at all. So help Jason out. Help his foot heal better. Give him man some work on Twitter at Jason WLF. Give him a follow. And Jeff, I want to round it out this week, throwing it out to some figure photographers. First up on Twitter at Sir Paul 64 at Dark Rain. That's at D-A-R-C underscore Rain, R-E-I-G-N. At Mattel Elite 4, that's the number four, Life. And rounding it out at Fig underscore foundation go give those guys a follow brighten up your timeline with some figure photography and that rounds out roll call kyle peterson's really cool he's also got a youtube channel that you can check out really good dude and also dark rain does some amazing figure photography so go check out all those guys scott for episode 237 anything else yes stay safe stay healthy fig life since 2016 and happy toy hunting I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 237, hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Fully hosable. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, M-O-C. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. With the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.